I forgot the fish also had magical powers. That was a good that fish. That was fucking weird, man. That was and then good... like just became a Tron character halfway through the movie when he gets touched. Oh yeah. I don't get that Tron reference. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Well, Trump and Kim Jong-un are going to meet, so let's make these next few episodes count. Let's say we really... Was not expecting to open up the episode Sign off with something big. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How do you think that's going to go? I think that my reaction, and I haven't read much on it, I just saw that they're going to meet. Before May, so we might have some episodes. Right. But either before then, during then, or right after then, some fucking crazy shit is going to go down. So, I don't know. No uh, sitting president has ever met with a sitting leader of North Korea. And I feel like any other one, I would have been like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. You know, a little dicey, but hey, we're going to make some progress here. The idea that Kim Jong-un and Trump are going to have any sort of interaction beyond what they already have, which is basically subtweeting one another for years. There was like a photo of them at the Olympics, like... Like five feet apart. Uh, Trump or Pence? Trump. Really? I thought so. I don't Maybe know. that was wrong. I don't Who know. cares? Yeah, it's just our lives. <laughs> um, like, what, what was people's reaction? I was in a, I was sitting down to a movie as I saw it pop up on Twitter, and I oh, was like, "Huh." <laughs> that, I'm, I was just gonna say, uh, it, people were like presenting it as, "Oh, this could be a good thing." Well, that's it's it's like it said something to the effect of. North Korea extends invitation to Trump uh, p- like for potential denuclearization talks. And I was like, probably not. <laughs> right. I can't like, imagine anything... all of a sudden they're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, forget it. We have been way out of line. And boy, do we have egg on our faces. <laughs> we would just like to s- send a big old apology your way. We're sorry we ruffled so many feathers. We wasted a lot of money testing all those bombs. They worked, turns out, though. At least we found that out. But yeah, we'll for sure get rid of them all. And again, like we're get out. terribly it's, embarrassed. It's like in Get Out. It's like uh, Allison Williams invites her boyfriend back home hmm. for a potential de-racism lesson exactly. with her family. Exactly. Like, yeah, it could be if they like him enough, that but is, chances are That is technically not. a possibility, <laughs> yes. except everyone else who's gone to that house has not come back. <laughs> so... There is there potential, sure, Allison. Yeah, right. If there weren't potential, there weren't like a bunch of psychos involved. Yes, but so. unfortunately, the mm. probably the two most <laughs> and two most powerful irrational actors in the world are gonna meet. So that's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, I've got an idea on how to fix the Oscars. I'm. Uh, I didn't. It didn't really uh, sink into my brain until after we recorded Monday's episode. So Do you think the Oscars it. need fixing? Yeah, it's a tweak that can be made. Well, like, the show is too long. The show is for sure too long, but there's a lot of things that can be done to make it shorter. Right, so here's the fix. It's very, very simple. Think the exact opposite of the way they and everyone else has been thinking forever. Focus on speeches. Make it all about speeches. Everybody has two minutes before the music comes on and really kind of dangle a carrot. Not necessarily say you win something if you have the best speech, but, like, make speeches incentivized yeah you know like make make them a th- because the the only thing that's going to go viral from an award show is somebody saying something crazy during a speech right. no one's going to be like oh my god did you see she what so and so did in their performance unless it's kendrick uh, and you can't have kendrick perform 10 times an award show as much as everyone would like that but so make it so people want to give good speeches 
don't don't say make it short because no one fucking that's not memorable. No one will fucking care about right. that. Have a good fucking speech and then get rid of everything else. Get rid of the fu- nobody needed fucking a a three hour long montage. And I saw people tweeting during it saying, "Oh, this is the best part of the show." Well, then you fucking suck because we already saw those movies and they're showing uh, they're showing montages of seven hundred year old movies. The that's only not thing about better. This it's not what this is about. <laughs> The only thing better than watching a movie is watching seven seconds of mm. 80 movies back to back. Yes, and saying, what movie is that? Oh, I know <laughs> what that movie is. I liked that movie. And then you miss what the next part of the movie. It makes it made me so mad. Everybody, after they showed that super long montage, I was going to tweet, uh, I know how to shorten the fucking Oscars, you idiots, you jet ski fucking dangling motherfuckers. And everybody was like, hands down, the, that was the best part. Love to see all the fucking montages. I'm fine with like a montage. I don't need fucking seven. Yeah. And they don't need to be eight minutes long. I say that the only musical performance should be the uh, In Memoriam. And then if you want to have another musical performance, do it and show movie scenes set to somebody performing. And that's fucking it. No surprises. No no going in. No surprises. Yeah. No packing. But what fucking idiot. If you're a movie fan. And you get invited to something that's the night of the Oscars right next to where they're shooting the Oscars. And they're like, it's for big movie fans only. We're going to show you this movie that the average person probably hasn't heard of unless they're a movie fan. You should probably be maybe a little uh, suspicious. Yeah. Think that maybe something's coming. Also, like, if you're that big of a movie fan, wouldn't you want to watch the Oscars? Like, what what movie would you skip the Oscars to go see, like, a screening of? I, I wouldn't. If somebody... Uh, what, what's a movie that we're hot on? If you know what, if if, book, if they were going to show us Book Club, I would skip the Oscars. Is that <laughs> really? what it's called? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we'd really? be able to fucking we'd be able to fucking tease Book Club for months. <laughs> when does Book Club come out? Could always tape the Oscars, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, but like I think it was a they saw a Wrinkle in Time. Yes. And that's out this week. So they only right. got like a week head start on a Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. It's not that cool. Yeah. Um, we saw a, a movie that certainly will not be nominated for an Oscar, A, because it just came out, and this is not the time of season to drop Oscar noms. Get Out, though, was, came out around this time. Yeah, it's, that's like the... The outlier. Yeah, major, major outlier. Um, Red Sparrow, you saw it, and you were like, see it quickly. So I did. And... I think that we both had the same feeling. We I didn't know what the reviews were or anything like that going in. I don't then, I don't look at the reviews anymore. Yeah, my, that's like a thing Garbage, for me yeah. now. Right. Well, you don't ne- want to. You don't. You don't. It's the I used to do that challenge. Though. Well, I used to do that. I used to. I used to be like, uh, let's see what's good. I'll go. I'll right. go watch it in the movie theater. But that's before Movie Pass. Right. Now I'm not afraid of wasting my money on bad movies. We honestly, we, we after we did the first Lights Camera podcast, uh, one, we were like, man. Fucking Jeff Lowe sees every movie. Isn't that fucking crazy? And then I was thinking about it after, and I was like, I see every movie. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that we do. Now, if there's, if it's pretty even close. a remote interest to us, we see it. And then if not, I just pick it off on demand. We either see every movie or we have intentions on seeing every movie. Yeah. Like, it doesn't always happen, but we're always like, oh, yeah, definitely going to see that. Yeah, like, we're going to see uh, Death Wish, yeah. which... Uh, Again, it looks really, really bad. bad. Yeah. But uh, but local boy, local boy made good. Eli Roth made it. So 
Yeah, Eli we, Roth has had uh, his ups and downs for yeah. sure. He he, I think his last movie before this one was that fucking cannibal one that everybody went bananas over. What was the cannibal one? Like he had like a very graphic like v- it was called it was labeled like violence porn where it was just oh like, well, a, he's considered a, one of the pioneers of uh, torture porn. Yeah, so yeah. The, he made a movie about just like people eating each other. Well, that's. Well, let's see. So Hostel was about as gross as it could was get. Was that an Eli Roth? Oh, yeah. He did the first two, and then the third one, he was like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. <laughs> and uh, did he just kind of ghosted away from it. Did you see those movies? Uh, I saw the first one. I saw the second half of the first one, and I was so, like, it kind of stuck with me. I was so just icked out by it. And then I went on Wikipedia to read what, like, like, what happened in that movie. And then I was like, oh, God. Gross! I hate that. I mean, then, even his scene in Inglorious Bastards, like his, uh, his yeah, like iconic scene, mm-hmm. was fucking brutal as hell. I know. So I know a guy who knows him, and we were talking about him, and he was like, "Yeah, it's cool. Like this is this is exactly the stuff that like, he just always wanted to do." So he was, was always like, a psychopath. <laughs> this, and he was like, you know, like make movies, and I was oh. like. Oh, I thought you meant like make these kind of movies, and he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so I was like, Jesus. "Why?" That is like pre-crime, right? I that's well, I guess that this can be a uh, jumping-off point for the Red Sparrow conversation because Red Sparrow, you brought this to my attention. I didn't know about it. Uh, Red Sparrow is now a victim of the new thing in art that I, I'm telling you, I will not fucking stand for this shit. I will lose my shit. I am as liberal as they come. I think that we would both consider ourselves feminists because what fucking person would not consider themselves a feminist? But this shit of something bad happens in a movie, therefore this movie is problematic because there's a bad guy. Get the fuck out of here, people. Get a grip. I'm not fucking kidding. Like, in video games, when you shoot a fucking person... You're not actually killing somebody. They're not. In, they're not telling you to kill somebody. If we can't have fucking gangster rap where they're talking about shooting people or fucking uh, or uh, horror movies where people get killed or action movies Just where they're yeah, bad think guys, about action movies like they kill God. people all the time. God, and I'm not. I'm not saying that I celebrate that stuff, but that's what fucking art is. Not all art is that, but art is. There's no boundaries in art. Like telling a story that you wouldn't otherwise see. And if it's really see. rough and challenging and gro- like fucking torture porn shit, I was just saying, I can't do. I don't like that shit. But I'm not like a how fucking dare you, right. Eli Roth. Just it's art Not that everything I don't that like. gives you like a visceral reaction is a bad thing. Yes. And that's a that's a young person thing. That's not like a smart liberal person thing. That's a young person thing. People who are coming up where we're all such fucking snowflakes, which, again, is a good thing, and they're like... When you see something that's bad, you see something that you feel sends a bad message, you should call it out, and you say, hey, I don't like that. When you see it in fucking art, that's... Yeah, what what you're seeing is the bad guy. So, just for, like, just for some context here, uh, The Red Sparrow is about, um, like, a Russian spy agency that basically trains women and men Mm -hmm. to use their bodies. They recruit hot people, and they're like, your job is to fuck for intelligence. Right. Yeah. And they do it in a very brutal manner. There's, like, a couple of rape scenes in uh, in Red Sparrow. It's tough to watch. Oh, yeah. And, like, I... uh, 
after seeing it, uh, I really liked the movie, by the way. Yeah. I thought that it was very good, and I said uh, border. it was very close to being great. I, I wouldn't say I, that it was great. I thought it was a very good movie. I, I agree. Very good. Um, so I went, after I saw the movie, went and I looked up reviews, and the first review that I clicked on, which was like, a, it wasn't like a, a nobody. It was like a big, uh, big critic site or whatever. I forget what, whatever it was, but... The, the main criticism of the movie it was a scathing review the main criticism of the movie was how many how many scenes of violence against women do you need to prove a point and it's like well if you're telling a story about a very fucked up organization that yes. uses these right, women exactly. to get to, to it puts uses women in their bodies the worst spot possible right and like is telling the story about a woman who is desperate to get out of that situation because it sucks so fucking much. You need to depict the fact that it sucks so fucking much. Yeah. And it is an uncomfortable watch, but it's supposed to make you uncomfortable because those people are bad and it's sending the message that these people are doing some fucked up shit. I almost walked out of fucking the girl with the dragon tattoo. I still didn't love that movie as much as everybody else. But have you seen that movie? No. So there's a there's a rape scene in that movie, and it's pretty early on. And I was and when the scene was happening, I was like, if this is the first ten minutes of this movie, I don't want to see what minutes eleven through a hundred twenty or whatever yeah. hold. And you're not supposed to fucking enjoy the worst right. fucking part. Like, like, it sounds weird. It sounds like we're like defending these awful parts of movies, but it's like, but like, if you can't show like a rape, a very a... hard story, right? Then I don't know. It's we we probably sound really fucking weird right now. But I don't I, think so. Like I I think that there's a place for that when it's done. Like I don't think that it was done tastelessly right. in Red Sparrow. Yeah, like they didn't go overboard with it. I, at least I didn't think. Did you think that they went overboard with it? No, I mean the the most the there's one rape scene. And there's a scene where a guy tries to rape her and she fucks him up. Yeah, and both of them again, like not defending or anything. Like both of them are very short scenes. Right, and they're you don't not have drawn to spend out. A lot of time with it. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, there's a lot of torture in the movie. So that's so like if you don't want to see shit like that, then for sure don't see this movie. But I didn't. I didn't take it as like they're trying to send some message or anything. They're. It's about a place where they put people in the worst positions possible. Right, and it's like a place where that shit would probably, almost definitely happen. And like even in the torture scenes, I didn't feel like that they went overboard with like the grossness of them. Yeah, I was doing like the forty-five degree angle thing. There were like, parts mostly looking at the screen, but there were really. parts where I was like, "Oh fuck, they're not going to actually show right. this, right?" Yeah. And for the most part, they didn't. Yeah, but it's like the uh, that movie. Uh, have you seen Law Abiding Citizen? Yeah. Where there's just a lot of that. A lot of it is kind of like the 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 implication or yeah. like the threat of like what you're about to see like it, so like you're just like it, right ah. it's, so it's like it's making it's like uh you're making a face a lot in this movie it's almost like the the, the louis ck bit about the n-word where it's like when you say the n-word it makes you think oh, it you in your own quote, head the n-word yeah you're yeah. putting that word in somebody's head somebody yeah. else's head it's like when when they showed that it makes you envision the the like actual act of that torture yeah without showing it themselves so i guess that was a very roundabout way of saying it's a very graphic movie and if you're not into that shit god like by all means don't see the fucking movie i like the movie in spite of these <laughs> in spite of these scenes uh it was it's a thriller it's a spy thriller that's 
I would say it's like the Space Mountain of spy, spy thrillers where you're able to follow it the whole way. Mm-hmm. And when they're, when twists comes, uh, when twists come, they still surprise you, yeah. but you never lose fucking sight of it. And I'll be honest, a lot of fucking spy thrillers, they shake me off within the first fucking minute and a half. What do you mean? Oh, like uh, they tip you off? No. Like, like you, I've fallen off lo- the mechanical bowl. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is like, this? About? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good way of putting it. And and like you were never lost. In this, no, right? definitely yeah. not. And uh, and even when like the big twist happened, mm-hmm. it wasn't crazy enough where you're just like, all right, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. It's easy. And they tell it in a way that's that's uh, executed well enough where you can follow along, and it just like it's never overwhelming. And I think that it's done really well. My uh, so I can't fucking say it i guess without spoiling it but uh you definitely don't want to spoil this yeah so well well, i'll say this one of the uh so it has what does it have it has uh 48 percent from critics and 56 percent from fans on rotten tomatoes both lower than i would this was not a well-received movie that's insane yeah like i would put it in the 80s i think and again like who knows if if people don't like it because of how graphic it is again if if you can just if you say it was fucking too graphic for me, do not take your kids to this movie. God bless. But I honestly don't think they were trying to fucking send any message with no. any of the stuff. I think other they were just to tell the story, trying to tell the story of of uh, of this thing, which apparently like actually is a realistic thing yeah. that used to happen with the Seemingly, Soviets. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, well, like in every movie, even fucking like uh, Munich. You know, have you seen Munich? No. Oh, uh, well, there's a girl who's like a, a honey trap or whatever who um, she like gets the people and or in Hostel. Have you seen Hostel? Yeah. 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 Like those girls. Oh, right. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah where they, like, they lure. They like lure right. people back. This yeah, is like, obviously from that's... A, more government. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, one of the fucking negative reviews on um, Rotten Tomatoes was that Jennifer Lawrence didn't have chemistry with anybody it's a movie where you don't know who she's with and who she's not right it's a fucking spy movie it's you're not supposed to right like i i would put that as as a uh, positive for the movie because the entire movie i was like i still wasn't sure of her motives which is exactly what you want from that character yeah because she's supposed to be that way yeah i thought she was really good in it so did i yeah i thought she was a fucking badass i see her boobs a lot by the way so yes that was her selling point her own selling right point she to said people. that on the uh the mark maron podcast yeah she was like why should we see this movie because you see my boobs a lot uh she emasculates the fuck out of a guy who tries to rape her <laughs> yes yeah oh my god well i, I she, she beats the shit out of him and then she beats later, the shit out of him and she and emasculates, then emasculates him, him in a different way <laughs> yeah uh yeah i thought she i thought she was great in it i mean i think that she's i think that she's really good i'm in a fight with her because she dogged phantom thread but Maybe Did you we'll see get what she that. said about uh, about her not having sex. Uh, what? She said that she hasn't had sex in a long time, probably since like November or something like that, um, because she's a germaphobe and she doesn't want an STD. And she says that dicks are dangerous. Did she really? Yeah. So she said, uh, she said, uh, I talk like I want dick all the time. But, what? Yeah, she's that's like that was a quote that that she said in this interview. She's like, I talk like I want dick all the time. You can talk however you want, but Jennifer, <laughs> like I talk like I want dick all the time. But I'm actually I'm actually a germaphobe and I'm terrified of getting STDs, so I don't I don't back it up. Interesting. 
Well, I think a lot of people are terrified of getting STDs. Most people should. I don't think. Yeah, like that's a that's a pretty solid <laughs> fear to have. I would say dying and STDs probably up there on my list. Yeah, I mean. Throwing caution to the wind on the whole STD front probably wouldn't be the best idea. <laughs> yeah, so, no. um, yeah, uh, commend. So that that's a that's a plus for Jennifer Lawrence after the massive, massive minus of making fun of Phantom Thread. Um, I, I I haven't been thrilled with the fucking uh, Shape of Water talk all week. What do you mean? A lot of people who didn't see the fucking movie just lightly dogging it. You're not allowed to make People fish. Think they got jokes. You're not allowed to make fish fucking jokes if you didn't see the I movie. I completely agree. That's a very good. That's a very good rule because you for sure should want to make the fish fucking jokes. Oh yeah. yeah, you should. You should see the movie so that you can make the fish fucking. Again, jokes. Again, my notes when I was seeing the movie was like my, I, my seventh or eighth note was wait they're not she's not gonna fuck the fish is she <laughs> and there's there's a great chunk of that movie where it kind of settles in. Hmm. It's probably gonna happen. I, I, bet, I bet she's gonna fuck that fish. <laughs> and then when she fucks the fish and she fucking strolls into work, like yeah, fucking like, big swing. Got, got some last yeah, night. Yeah, <laughs> she might as well have been wearing telling fucking Ron, stories. Ron Swanson's Tiger red shirt. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she's fucking telling war stories with I, Octavia Spencer. <laughs> yeah, I saw on uh, I saw on Twitter this week. By the way, somebody uh, called the movie "Grinding Nemo," which I thought yeah. was hilarious. Um, That's one of those things that uh, where. You uh, retweet it, and then right after you retweet it, you're like, fuck, there's a good chance that was stolen. And I retweeted yeah, the probably. stolen one. I did yeah. that. Somebody uh, photoshopped under the Toronto sign. It said, uh, we made the, f- the fish sex movie. <laughs> Wait, it's from Toronto? Yeah. Well, like they, it was shot there, I think. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I retweeted it, but it was like someone had clearly fat Jude it. Mm, classic. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, like, it's... I think the thing that makes me mad about it is that like when people who haven't seen the movie and are make the fi- making the fish fucking jokes are just like assuming that the movie is bad because it's about a mute woman fucking a fish. I know, and which like that uh, that is a preposterous plot. It's I understand such a good that movie that. It only takes like, like a minute and a half of for you to get over it. Fish sex for <laughs> yes. you to be like, yeah, well, they fucking love each other. <laughs> it's, it makes that they have chemistry. That, it makes that absolutely preposterous plot plausible and acceptable. Yeah, that is actually and that was my argument. Should have been the tagline. Like, <laughs> yes. There's fish sex, and no, it won't be that big a problem for you. <laughs> yes. and it like, will be before, and then once it happens, you're like, huh, not so bad. That was my argument for why, uh, like, production and uh, and like set uh, set work, yeah. which was should have won at the Oscars, was because it like created this world in which that that fish fucking yeah. scenario was Light like completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're not allowed to make the jokes if you haven't, haven't seen the movie. That's the rule. I forgot the fish also had magical powers. That was a good that fish. That was fucking weird, man. That was and then good... like just became a Tron character halfway through the movie when he gets touched. Oh, yeah. I don't get that Tron reference. Where he just like lights. You ever seen like the Tron suits where no. it's like, it's just like a, a suit that just has like neon in different parts and all over Ooh. the place. Well, I know, yeah. Uh, do you think that he's going to be a popular Halloween costume? God, I fucking hope not. That thing is disgusting. You and I, I think, have so many couples Halloween costume ideas. I th- I'm okay with the Halloween costume if you're the fish, but then you design some contraption where you like hit yourself in the chest and like a big giant dick flops down. That's not a bad idea. I could rig something like Zac Efron, a la that awkward moment when he goes to the girl's birthday party. 
I don't remember that. Uh, she said she invites him to her birthday party, and she says, uh, she says, oh, and dress up, and he says, oh, it's a dress up party, and she's like, yeah, and he said, oh, cool, I love dress up parties. To create this misunderstanding where he thinks it's a costume party and it isn't. No one has ever fucking called it a dress-up yeah, party. No, that seriously. was the biggest stretch in the world. So I do remember that scene now. What did he go dress as? He shows up uh, with like, with a headband on and like a, a cut-off tee. And uh, it, the t-shirt says uh, rock out. And then he oh, sews a uh, dildo onto Classic. his And like her parents are there, area. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And his uh dick falls into um the punch bowl. Into, <laughs> into her dad's drink. <laughs> Close enough. And then shortly after her dad dies and he's not there for her. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Classic. So, fucked up that dress up party, pal. Uh who is the worst person in that movie? Was it, it was for sure Zach Efron, right? Um cuz Miles Teller was just like no, Miles Teller was just a single guy having fun. Right. He was just like, he had mixed uh, mixed communications, like mixed wiring with the girl. With, yeah. Was it Colby Smulders? No. It was, but it, she's got kind of a Colby Smulders type of thing vibe. going on. She's, she was like the cool girl. Yeah, she's the girl from Blade Runner, which uh, you didn't see? No. She's she's very, very pretty. I do remember that he was with like the, like, she wasn't like the it girl, but she was like the, the, uh, the, the one in their approachably... Yeah, well, she's the she well she was just the oh, one right. in their he, friend group. He kind of he kind of broke through friends. the friend zone. Yeah, and yeah. but they're the the close ones of that group. Yeah, and, and then, they were like toeing the line. And then Michael B. Jordan is recently divorced, and he starts to see his ex-wife again, and then. He's having dinner with his ex-wife and sees that she's still That's having sex with the guy for whom she left him. Mm. And they get in this big thing. And then Imogen Poots' dad dies and Zac Efron is not there for her. You know this And movie, she's like, like back I needed hands. you and you weren't there for me. And he's like... Then he surprises and her at a library some or something. stuff about uh, rosters. They talk a lot about rosters. And then... Okay, that's uh, enough. <laughs> and then he calls a fuck buddy to try to get over it. And... He's like, hey, do you want to just hang out and talk? And she's like, no. No, you're Zac Efron. <laughs> right. And she's like, and I think it's like like mid-sex she says to him, like, dude, don't you have any friends? And it's the Jesus. saddest fucking thing in the world. But the most unrealistic part about that finish. movie, the most unrealistic part about that movie is anybody divorcing Michael B. Jordan. I know, especially you know he plays a doctor. Yeah, imagine imagine seeing that guy and being like, it looks like that and a doctor. Nah, not for me. Oh man, remember that time that Feidelberg said that Michael B. Jordan wasn't that good looking? Yeah, and he what was like, "Is that idiot. racist?" I was like, "No, it's fucking stupid." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you what an idiot. idiot. Uh Michael B. Jordan's so handsome, and. He's uh, tossing those inclusion riders. Into yeah, baby. I recently. All them I don't know how it took me so long, but I started following him on Instagram like last week. Mm-hmm. That dude is so fucking hot. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I uh, I'm still having a blast with Rashida Jones's Instagram. Did you follow her yet? No. It's. I told you what she does. No. She posts videos of like her her workouts. Her exercise is she uh, dances with a choreographer. So it's like her and a choreographer, 
and they're just like dancing to whatever the cool new song is, and it's awesome. She's yeah, like a good I'm for dancer. sure gonna have to do that. She's so fucking cool, and it's not like a fucking. It's not like a, she's wearing yoga pants and a sports bra or anything. She's wearing fucking like sweats and just dancing, and that is my that's my fucking heart right there. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. Oh, can boy. you dance? Can I dance? Yeah, yeah. Like good. Uh, I don't know how to uh, do dance moves or anything but like i i get on the floor and kind of center of attention <laughs> uh, that could be that could go either right, way though that's true yeah the the dance floor is remember okay so we were at a bar uh a couple weekends ago and there was a girl on the dance floor mm-hmm. and she she was oh like by herself yeah. i think and she went to the bar to fucking dance yes and she, she was wasn't like drinking dancing it all away she wasn't drinking yeah. like she wasn't she wasn't doing like the i'm alone I'm gonna dance and like, like please come yeah, up to someone, me. Yeah, like, come over. like no. and it wasn't. It was not an invitation. Yeah. If anybody went over to that girl, I didn't see anybody do it. But if right. anybody went over to that girl, I would assume that she would just be like, "No, get the fuck away from yeah. me! I came here to fucking dance." And you and I were just staring at her. It mouth was a gape. It, it not was captivating, like a, right. not in like a horny yeah, guy yeah, totally. way. Not we were just like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. I've never seen anybody like literally show up to a bar and like treat it as a dance audition. Oh man, what a cool fucking person. It was very very impressive. It was like it was very uh it was like almost inspiring. Yeah. Because that girl has to have like incredible self-confidence. Yeah. To just show up alone and just fucking tear it up. Yeah. Without a care in the world. I'm trying to think. I think that I'm at the age now. So this thing that we were at, it was like uh it was the club basically and it was uh it was just like a, a, a fellas' night out, getting some beers, then going to this club thing. So I don't don't call it a club. It wasn't a club. No, was, no, no. It was a it club was, thing. It was a club thing. Yeah. yeah. It was like I, I fucking hate the club. Yeah. Uh, this was a a bar bar uh, scene bar basement with, with club uh, like with like a like DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Who played good music. Yes, and it was uh, a lot of dancing, but just it was out of the question that you or I would participate in it. You know. Because we were just like out with the fellas, right. and it was, and also I just felt so fucking old. That's not, a couple weekends ago. I went to one of those types of things and went dancing, but I was like, I was with friends who would I'm, be down, who would be more comfortable in dancing. Right. It was like, hey, you want to go to this thing? They played shitty music and everybody dances. I was like, fuck yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. And then I went there and I fell down or whatever. But yeah, I felt when we were at that thing, I was like. I'm too old to just be a guy that just fucking walks out there and is like, so, I'm dancing. They'd be like, that like that, that solo dancing person would be like, that solo dancing person is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> right, because <laughs> if you're solo dancing, you have to be fucking good at dancing. Right. Oh, no, see, like, I'm as good at dancing as that girl. Ah, I don't know. I'm, uh, so I'm a... That girl was, I don't think, I don't know if you would have, like, the conviction that that girl had. Hmm. Uh, so I'm a self-taught dancer, but <laughs> you have to understand, I am... I'm a self-employed dancer. I I have a ridiculous attention to detail when it comes to things like music, right? Yeah. So I have watched a bajillion Jackson 5 performances. All of my dance moves are modeled after young Michael Jackson. It's a lot of... I feel like that could be problematic. It's a lot of... Whatever. <laughs> it's a lot of, like, stepping a little too far away, then sliding over, then kind of giving a big step down, and it's a lot of fucking shoulders, and I... Trust me, I'm 
Ask my fucking friends. They'll be like, yeah, he knows it, but he's good at dancing. They, they, that's what it would be. He's really good at dancing, but he fucking knows it. But I feel like you want to know it. Yeah, you want to know it, but you don't want to exude it. Uh, what, like, make Like, I know, know, I'm, I know yeah. I'm fucking killing this dance. Right. Yeah, I do it with kind of the way I do everything. Just like a light little smirk on my face. <laughs> so, like, you kind of laugh along with it, but you're like, oh, this Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, okay, pal, we get Wrap it, it up there. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happens too much where, like, I'll be... <laughs> it's usually when I'm, like, buzzed or drunk where uh, s- something is amusing me and I'm kind of going down that path. And I'll usually have, like, one friend, usually whoever is fucking responsible for me, is like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, very <laughs> we funny. We get it. Okay. We get it, bud. <laughs> Let's finish this up. Okay. Well, okay, here we go. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have some reviews. Ooh. So let's uh, let's hit those. First one is Guide for New Listeners by John L. Guri. Uh, if you're if you're trying to figure out which voice is which, DJ is the voice that's always arguing uh, that his incorrect opinion is correct, and Pete's is the short voice. Is the short voice? That's yeah, what you mean. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you you're the voice that that is always arguing that your incorrect opinion is correct. I w- I'd accept that. I th- I think that's that's pretty close to accurate. I don't. I wouldn't say that you're you're always incorrect, but you're always arguing that you are correct. I'm. I would say that I I'm like the more passionate. In, yes. Like when we're trying you're to the, sway you on something, you're the defender I'm the one that's going to fucking melt down. <laughs> yes. You're, you're going to be the one that's fucking annoyed by it, and I'm going to be the one that's fucking ruined by yes. it. Yes. Uh, what a Year It's Been by Tim Curtin 100. The, the Oscar podcast marks the one year anniversary of me being a Bruntouchable, and oh my, what a year it's been. The first podcast I listened to, the bad boys describe Moonlight as the story of a guy trying to get a hand job. <laughs> And I knew I was in for a wild ride. Love the pod, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, more Paddington talk, please, by a uh, very in- intelligible name. Uh, after listening to practically nothing but this podcast for the past four months, highly suggested, a few notes. As somebody who lives in Syracuse but is not from Syracuse, I find your casual bashing of Syracuse very funny. Uh, for the ginger snaps of your life, visit Fatulis on Thames on Tim's or Thames. The next time you're in Newport, I once tweeted uh, after she released episode zero that Katie Nolan's podcast would be my new favorite podcast, but I was mistaken. Brunch reigns supreme. Official review, good. Nice. Uh, when have we ever talked about Syracuse? Um, I don't know. Have we ever bashed like the uh, like oh like Newhouse and stuff like that? Yeah, maybe. I think yeah. that's probably the situation in which we would bash Syracuse. Syracuse. Probably. Um, I, uh, um, the more shit that we learn about the biz, I, I've kind of found that uh, the more acceptable it is to be yourself. And one of my kind of fears with uh, our industry, which is the journalism and broadcasting shit, is that I, I can never be a fucking... So... The Red Sox are in action tonight. Yeah. They have what it could take. Well, left-hander David Price was on the mound. Uh, and I just, I can't do that shit. And yeah. as over the years, like a lot of people who aren't like that have had enough success that I think that we've realized like, oh yeah, you can fucking you don't have be to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the, I mean, when I was in high school, I met 
Michael Hawley, and people will probably be pissed off at him for me saying this, but I told him which schools I was applying to, and I told him Syracuse was one of them, and he was like, don't go to Syracuse. He was like, go someplace with a good program and just fucking figure out who you are. I was like, okay. So I did that. I, I, that would be, now looking back on it, that is an incredible piece of advice. It was because, unbelievable, yeah. Because I wanted to go to Syracuse. As a journalist person, yeah, I wanted to go to Syracuse. I applied to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. I did not get in. Mm-hmm. Well, I got waitlisted. Same, same. I got waitlisted, and uh, I decided not to go. And looking back on it, like, I was fucking dead set on going to Syracuse. I same. was devastated that I didn't get into Newhouse. Uh, looking back on it, I'm so fucking glad that I didn't get in there because I don't want to be one of those people that you're like, oh, well, I went to fucking Syracuse. Blah, 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 blah. And, there and I just like, I like the idea of, be, of, of being somebody from a small school and like still being able to like make it. We w- so you're a bad example of this because you're, you were very, very ambitious uh, from a young age. But if you went to Syracuse, there's a good chance we wouldn't have fucking heard word one from you, you know? You just fucking yeah, right. go there. Like you you would have gotten a cool internship or whatever, but you would have just been fucking buried. Uh, s- small fish in a big pond. Totally. That's exactly that's exactly what uh, what Holly said to me, and I brought that up to him like a couple months ago, and I was like, "Hey, do you remember that?" And he was like, "Yeah, what did I say again?" And I was like, "You told me not to go to Syracuse," and he was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> and you're like, well, "Syracuse is fucking awesome. Like, it's the it's the best at that, but you don't just need." To be able to do that. I could have fucking tried my balls off and I'd never be able to do that because I am a much more conversational person than I am a kind of boxy, polished person. Let me put on my journalism pants. And I either speak with vocalized pauses or actual pauses. And that's fucking fine. Sometimes they can be way too much. I'll I'll, I'll see myself in a clip or whatever and... Be like, the, I should work on that. The likes will pile up or the uhs will pile up, and you're like, well, if it's that noticeable, then it's a problem. But generally, if you need to fucking throw a vocalized pause Makes you in there, seem like a fucking human. Right. And also, one of my biggest vocalized pauses is definitely fucking. fucking. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> gotta have fucking for something. Yeah, I right? gotta work on that if I fucking am trying to get on TV because I'm fucking trying to get on TV. And I've almost TV. said it so many times. It's unbelievable. Shit, you can kind of let slide, but you're really not supposed to. And There's absolutely no writing off a fuck. <laughs> right. We uh, had to do a thing. It was uh, it, we were doing a Mount Rushmore week during after President's Day, and uh, we had to do a Mount Rushmore of whatever each day. And one of mine was Mount Rushmore of ideas we've stolen from Pardon My Take, and everyone got mad at me. But uh, one of them was uh, one of my coworkers did Mount Rushmore of euphemisms for sex. And that is, I don't think that you fucking listen to us for fucking guy war story shit. And honestly, we don't have enough of them for no, you to fucking want to hear any of them. So that's not our bag. But uh, names for sex is such a fucking funny conversation. It absolutely is. Uh, it like stooping. Have we ever talked about my affinity for stooping? Yeah, yeah. I I don't, well, I don't know if we talked. I don't know if we talked about it, but like. Uh, I've been friends with you long enough that I know your affinity for stupping. So I love the word stupping because it means having sex with, but it it's best used when you don't use a name. You So if one of my friends uh, were to, which they wouldn't because Pete is wifed up, but if one of my friends were to start hooking up with Pete, I'd be, I'd be able to be like, 
hey, did you hear so-and-so is schtooping the podcast boy? And <laughs> It's got to be like schtooping awesome. the mailman yeah. or schtooping okay. the orthodontist. That's pretty awesome. I love stuff like that. So anyway, he was going uh, down his, and he was like, uh, the horizontal bop. This, schtooping, because DJ would fucking cry if we didn't put it in there. And whatever. And I really wanted to be like, you left out a big one. Fucking. <laughs> and it would have been such a great, hilarious way to get fired. Just to like look at the camera and be like, fucking. Like, and my personal favorite, the fuck. <laughs> the that, would fuck. Be, that would be the greatest way to go out and never get a job on TV ever again. Because you... How you couldn't even say it was a momentary lapse, right? Which is completely planned. It was just a forty-five second period where I forgot for all forty-five seconds I was on television. Yes, and it would go viral, and everybody would know you as the uh, the fucking guy. Although I did say uh, I was like, "Wait, are we allowed to? Uh, can we say?" And they were like, "Don't if say you have it, to ask. right? If you have to ask, don't." No. And I was like, "I think you can. It it's the the something zone." And they were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, the bones, you know what the zone? The bone zone? Yeah, the bone zone. Yeah. And I was like, bone zone? You mean say bone zone, right? And they were like, yeah, yeah, probably. And I think they <laughs> did. Did you go for it? it? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Nice. I was going to whisper it, but then like, I was going to do one of these where you cover up your face and say it, but yeah. the mic is <laughs> still uh, kind of right there. Speaking of the bone zone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Big congrats are in order. <laughs> nope. Uh, speaking of the bone zone. One day. Uh, the new trailer for Christopher Robin came out, and uh, Paddington is fucking up. Why? Uh, Paddington's fucking up poo. Oh, it's yeah. not I even close. Say, like, fucking up by not being as good as that piece of shit? No. Paddington is fucking up poo. It's not even close. Paddington is... I I think I took, like, a time uh, a time release paddington capsule (laughs) it's just only getting stronger yeah because it's so i saw it see i I agreed it was great i was so happy for you that you loved it more than anything i've ever seen you love (laughs) in your life in fact i texted you the other day and i was like thoughts on a paddington tattoo and you were like i I, I said no but i was like but wait it would have to yeah it would have to be in the right situation that would be so i i don't even know where i'd put a paddington tattoo on you I said that I would only get it if I got a sleeve. A Paddington sleeve would be sick. Not a Paddington sleeve. A, oh, you put him in the in, sleeve? In a sleeve. But if you got a sleeve, would you do black and white or color? Black and white. Right, so because be black hard. and white sleeves yeah. are better. And a, a black and white Paddington would be... Because the but colors... you can add a little bit of color in a black and white sleeve. Yeah. The, uh, the just have like a little blue hat. Yeah. I or just... No, a red, uh, red yeah, red yeah. I just watched... Um, I watched Paddington 1... And it really is, I think, it's it's almost like, like Max Martin gets some frequencies into his productions that just make it so even if the song's a fucking piece of shit, your ears are just fucking delighted by it. Yeah. And that's what Paddington is, because those colors and the brightness is just fucking popping. It's crazy. Sally Hawkins, what a babe, is always wearing fucking... Like yellow stockings and red fucking clogs or something like that. It's wild. 
It's it's such a good movie. Like the colors in the in the second one are unbelievable yeah. too. Like when they're in prison, yeah, and the uh, the pink uniforms, and then all of a sudden it becomes like a five star hotel in yeah. prison. So uh, yeah, the 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 new trailer for Christopher Robin, Christopher Robin came out, which is like the live action poo uh, when Christopher Robin's like a very old person yeah get over chris well, yeah what are you still the going by fucking movie, christopher robin the premise of the movie based on the trailer looks very weird and uh speaking of looking very weird this is more problematic than red sparrow wow because fucking you got a fucking freak adult and, and it's a <laughs> still kid's hanging movie. on to a fucking teddy bear <laughs> right this is at least red sparrow is okay okay 17 and up year olds this is going to be a, some tough also, shit what is the this fucking... is like, hey, children, check out this fucking weirdo adult. Also, what's the fucking obsession with Christopher Robin? I know. Like, that's the most important, that's the most interesting aspect of the Pooh universe to you. Last year, they had the Goodbye Christopher Robin movie, mm. uh, which was basically like the, the start of how Pooh got started. And now we're doing Christopher Robin, which is Christopher Robin as an adult. Like, what? You know what this is? This is uh, when Enrique Iglesias came out, and he was hot shit. Not Enrique Iglesias. Ricky Martin was hot yeah. shit. Right after, they were like, all right, we need a fucking uh, in sync to this Backstreet Boys situation. And they came out with Enrique Iglesias. And it was a lot of fun. And then they just... Uh, Mark Anthony was in the mix, but there was just no fucking shortage. Uh, Latin music was hot. So what did they do? They had fucking uh, 98 Degrees sing Give Me Just One Night in parentheses Una Noche. And that's what this is. There's people are seeing that Paddington is hot shit, and they're like, "What other potential bear shit we got? Uh, Pooh, too obvious. What's his friend? Christopher <laughs> Robin? Yeah, <laughs> we'll work that in. Yeah. Uh, and no disrespect to Pooh because Pooh is like the OG. Pooh's okay. Pooh is like the OG when it comes to to bears. How so. old is that fucking guy though? Pooh. Pooh. Pooh is like fucking old as shit. He's like a fucking seventy-year-old bear with dementia who's like, I like, I can't find my honey. Right, like, like Pooh is kind of a problematic character. Yeah, like uh, Paddington is a young ass bear. Paddington, you know how you know the Paddington's young? Because uh, he fucks up absolutely everything. Paddington? No, you know how you know is Paddington- adorable, but he has never done one fucking thing <laughs> right. right in his life. Which is the, the um, that's the amazing part about the that Paddington franchise. That shows how franchise. great that movie is that because- even Paddington can't fuck it up. He fucks up <laughs> everything. I was going to say it, that's how fucking amazing the movies are because he fucks up everything and yet you still love him with the every every oh god, possible heartstring. Um but no, I think the uh like Paddington, you can tell that he's young. Because he still enjoys life. And yeah. he still has such a positive outlook. Well, he's also around Sally Hawkins all the time. It's true. Sally Hawkins is such a babe. The, I just want to say, the, the poo in the Christopher Robin movie does not look uh, appetizing. No. He looks like a fucking Brillo pad He looks bear. like he needs a fucking car wash. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why the hell they would turn poo into that thing. You know what he looks like? Did you see Steve-O's dog? <laughs> yeah. He looks like because uh, like Steve-O's they, dog. They clean like, the dog, and the dog looks amazing after. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I didn't know that dog could be that pretty. He looks, looks like, like the, the before. before. Yeah. Yes. He looks like a street bear. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the premise of the movie. But Paddington starts a off bear. as a street bear because he's just chilling out in the uh, train station. 
true, but he came from like, like right. He was, like never, he was never like a prolonged street. Right. Bear. Like he wasn't actually on the streets. Maybe but... the premise of Christopher Robin is that like uh, Pooh develops like a heroin addiction mm. and just ends up living on the street for years. Do we know who plays Christopher Robin? Yeah, it's um, uh, Ewan McGregor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I knew that. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is playing the Grinch in the new. Yeah, one. which what the fuck? I hate that. Hate I like that the so idea much. of it not being Jim Carrey because I want. I need another voice for the Grinch, and I can't. The whole time I was watching it, the preview, I couldn't figure out which voice I need. But the Grinch is supposed to sound like this, you know. It's supposed to be like a deeper kind of very curmudgeon-y voice, and I don't know who has that voice. It would have to be somebody putting on that voice, but Benedict Cumberbatch sure as shit isn't going to do that. No, and, like, I hated everything about You know this. who should do it? Who? Fucking Tim Curry. Ah, that's a pretty good one. Tim Curry work. would be great. That, that could work. Um, but it, I hated the, the new Grinch trailer so much. Like, I hated everything about it. It's it's very much the, uh, like, the min the minionization yeah. of the Grinch. And that makes me really mad because the Grinch is OG. You can't touch it. You can't, you can't like adjust the Grinch to today's, uh, yeah. like you can't, you can't whore out the Grinch have, with, have, uh... with like today's CGI and, uh, and animated movie tendencies. You're not a uh, huge despicable me guy, right? I think it's good. Yeah. But like I don't want it. I don't want that to infect all of uh, right. all of like my childhood things. Because they for sure they realized that they were going down a path where they were uh, way too committed to the minions, and oh, that's yeah. why the third one. I feel like the third one people didn't love. I liked it, but people were upset because they were like, "Where, where are the all the minions? the minions?" It's like they're fucking protecting you, dude. Yeah. They they. Th- yeah, but then they went out and they term. made a fucking Minions movie. Right. But they that was the... They did one, two, Minions, and then three. Three, okay. So, yeah. I thought it was... I don't know. I like those movies. Um, we've got... Uh, we got some big shit coming up. Uh, next week, we're going to have an episode all about Josh Gad called March Gadness. Yes. And uh, it might feature Josh Gad. Honestly, we haven't figured out whether or not we want to ask him. Yeah, it might be more fun to just. I think it's funny that we're doing a, a whole Josh Gad episode because I'm pretty sure that both of us don't like Josh. I don't Gad. like Josh Gad. No, no, <laughs> and and it's it's hard for me to put my finger on why I don't like him. For you, I think it's a little easier. Like you've vocalized your your distaste for Josh Gad, but like for me, they just always make him the gross guy. They always make him so he's uh, doesn't like. Stubble's not even the right word. He's always shaven in the worst fucking possible way, and he's his always... goddamn mustache and the murder on the Orient Express. That's the was... best he's looked, dude. It That's was the, the best. It's the best that he's looked, but he was still like they you still see could love not other drugs. perfect him. He is disgusting. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I loved. I I in that movie. New is, Girl. There's only hot people in that movie. It's, it's fucking Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. I guess Hank Azaria is not that hot. He has his days. Hank Azaria is pretty hot. Hank is yeah. He, Hank Azaria is pretty hot for an old guy, but he plays. But a, he's hot. He's hot in like a, a distinguished. Perv. Yeah, he plays. He's hot in a uh, didn't find it weird that Phoebe was into him kind of way. Oh, definitely not. Also, uh, we haven't talked about this, but uh, Roan, who's a fucking king, awesome. He and I go way back. Barcel Roan. Yeah. Um, by that I mean uh, I go back watching his uh, rap battle shit. From before the Barstool days. Didn't even understand they were the same person. But they did a thing about 
Michael Rapport after Michael Rapport was fired. And the whole thing was fucking shitting on Phoebe. Yeah. And that's really stupid. Phoebe was hot. I I tweeted at Bar- the Barstool account. I was like, I won't stand for this bar- for this Phoebe slander. It was it was a lot of unnecessary Phoebe slander. And like, if I- I've grown to dislike Michael Rappaport a lot hmm. in the uh, in the past year or so, but like the one thing that I won't bash him for is like I would never be like, oh, you're on Friends, fucking like yeah. The, using that as an insult is is a wild insult. Because you're basically saying, oh, you are one of the most popular fucking TV sitcoms of all time. What a fucking loser. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Michael Rapport gives you a lot more uh, (laughs) ammunition. So you you have a lot more to work with than just that. Um, But fucking Love returns today. It's out. Yeah, it comes back today uh friday and it really kind of snuck up on us i know it's really well i guess that's kind of the case with everything that netflix does now because there's so much shit on netflix that there there's no longer like the incoming in two months i didn't know that a chris rock special was coming out right you know um the you know this is the final season yes and i don't know like where did that come from because i thought love was doing pretty well right uh so i was re-watching the second season and it dawned on me, and it shouldn't have dawned on me because I think that we know this. That show is kind of Judd Apatow's playground. Because when you look at who fucking directs episodes and shit like that and who writes them, there is just everybody is all over that show. I know that like John Slattery really? from uh, Mad Men, I think you you definitely know him if you saw him. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the white-haired guy, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He's directed a bunch of episodes, and then the last, at least the last two episodes of last season were directed by Joe Swanberg, who's the easy guy. Really? Yeah. So oh. I was like, oh, no wonder this is all, like, it, this is like, never bad, because they have this kind of rotating cast of really good people doing it. Uh, speaking of that, I started watching The Good Place this week, um, and I know that that's... It's a, that's like pretty popular, yeah. but like that's a real who's who of credits if you're big on Twitter. Oh, really? Uh, like oh, if, because what's his face? The, the, it's the uh, Michael Sure. Oh, wait. I thought who's what show is the 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 Ringer guy Greenwald writing for? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but like Michael Sure, you know Michael Sure, like he Parks and Rec, uh, The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's oh, he, he plays what's his face? Uh, uh, Dwight's Mose? cousin. Yeah, yeah. most. So like uh, he's like a big Twitter guy. He's Ken Tremendous on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, so like, do you know uh, Megan Amram? Yeah, yeah. So she's a writer for, she for the to good Harvard. place. Uh, Joe Mandy mm-hmm. uh, is is a writer. Um, Alan Yang from uh, uh, yeah, Master no, of Master None. None. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. Going through the through the credits of that, I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." Nice. I, it's weird to like to do that because I'm never a person that like notices names. Yeah. In like writing credits, so it's it's fun to get to that point where you're like, "Hey, sort of know that person, familiar with their work." Um, but the good place is funny. I've I've enjoyed it so far. Speaking of Megan Amram, uh, if that's her last name, uh, it is. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. I just I just never knew how to pronounce it and. I remember one of my friends from high school was friends with her in college. Really? And would always like share her stuff on Facebook and everything and be like, oh, like Megan's doing stuff on Parks and Rec and everything. I was like, fuck, I don't know how to say that name. But um, <laughs> I don't know if that's how, how it's pronounced, but right. I know that that's right. like it's phonetically roughly. seems. It's Megan. <laughs> yes. uh, he, uh, what, Billy Eichner shared a clip of... <laughs> Uh, one of his scenes from Parks and Rec, and honestly, I'd forgotten that he was uh, in Parks and Rec. Right. But uh, his character sucked. In they're Parks in a and meeting, Rec. and uh, they're like, "Who's this?" 
And he's like, this is Sandra. She drove me here. <laughs> and Tom's Was like. Is that Megan Amram? Uh, well, he, he followed it up by saying, like, uh, this this whole thing was written by. Oh, okay. Megan but then, then Tom's like, hey, how'd you get here? And he's like, aren't you listening? She drove me here. <laughs> and. And so there's like two or three more times that he screams, she drove me here. What a good show. 